When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Nerd Nest podcast. We are doing this one live because we couldn't get together this weekend and record it. And so there's already a whole bunch of people here for the live show. And for that, I wanted to thank everybody for for coming out and hanging out with us uh, today. We've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Uh, and we've got uh, Rich and Russ and Carrie here and uh, lots of stuff to cover. But, you know, if you looked at the thumbnail, you probably saw that there's still some questions out there about the OLED version of the Steam Deck. So we figured we would take some time and answer the questions that everybody has. Uh, if you have questions, throw them in chat. And uh, if we see them, I mean, there's already over 100 people here. So chat will be flying by uh, really fast. But if we see the answer or the questions, we will try and get to them. Um Rich, you put a whole bunch of uh, issues that people, you kind of compiled a bunch of issues that people have been uh, talking about and yeah. uh, put them into our show notes. And like, why don't you pick one and uh, explain what it is that uh, that people are, are running into, and then we'll have a, a quick little discussion about it. Yeah. So there are various issues that are going on. Some are OLED specific, but I think there's at least one that that maybe other people are experiencing as well. I think the first one to probably cover is just the Wi-Fi connectivity. So that one would be OLED specific and would have to do with the latest network adapter. But basically, some people are encountering, as the title in the forum thread uh, says, absurd Wi-Fi connection issues, where either they're not able to force the five gigahertz or they just can't connect to their to their Wi-Fi router. Um, so just various issues and rebooting is not helping. Some people went through recovery. Uh, so yeah, that that's a weird one. I don't know. Should I just go through all of these real quick? What do you think? Uh, well, I think we could take them one at a time. So you you know you mentioned the Wi-Fi issue. The new OLED Steam Deck has a brand new Wi-Fi chip in it, which is Wi-Fi six instead of Wi-Fi five. To me, that makes absolutely no difference because my home network is Wi-Fi 5. So I can't really take advantage of that. Um, does anybody in our panel here have Wi-Fi 6 in their house? Carrie's nodding yes. Carrie, have you run into speed issues with the Steam Deck OLED? No, no. I So I have Wi-Fi 5 down where I am right now, and it's right over there. Uh, so I always connect to that just because the Wi-Fi 6 that we have, the mesh network that we have is a floor and two floors up. Um, but no, I, I have, I don't experience any issue on either one of those. The only issue that I've had is that the Steam Deck, uh, has a very large preference for wanting to glob onto the Wi-Fi 6 network, despite it having less, uh, signal. So it's like, oh, that's the, that's the Wi-Fi 6. I want to go onto that one. I'm like, no, that's going <laughs> to be worse for you. <laughs> you want to go to that one. There's no one on it. Um, so that's the only thing that I've noticed is that it has a very real preference for wanting to choose Wi-Fi six routers. Okay, so so people were what were what were the complaints, Rich? 
So they were all over the place, um, like slower download speeds. Some people had slower, like they were being throttled. Um, some people weren't able to connect to their router at all. And some people weren't able to force the five gigahertz. Uh, they okay. just kept connecting to the 2.4 gigahertz, man. All right. Um, so, I mean, Carrie's run, run into an issue where he can't really control which one it's trying to connect to, especially if you, like Carrie, your, your network, you have both networks, but they're the same network. Or no, are they two I, different uh, networks. I bifurcate them. So um, they're, okay. the SSIDs are, I manually strip out all of the radios on there and specify them, even though the mesh wants to kind of combine them into a singular SSID. I do it just for optimization purposes. Um, uh, for instance, like on my Oculus Quest 2 and now the 3, um, I put uh, the Oculus Quest or any of those types of headsets on the uh, on their own radio, on their own 5 gigahertz radio for things like AirLink, where you can do AirLink to a PC to stream, you know, play P mm -hmm. use the, the VR headset as it's uh, a wireless headset. Um, so wired PC to the its own wireless thing. So that's what I do. So I, I, I bifurcate all the radios into their own SSIDs. Okay. So maybe that's something that people can do. Although if you ask me, like that's not something that the average consumer should have to worry about. If they're advertising that it has Wi-Fi six, then, you know, it should connect to the Wi-Fi six network without people having to jump through hoops. Uh, but feel like the number of people who actually have access to Wi-Fi 6 in their house is probably fairly minimal. And uh, if you're having trouble, I would definitely say reach out to Valve and say, hey, what's going on here? What can I do? Maybe you got a dud. Whenever you make thousands upon thousands of things, some of them are going to be bad ones. Uh, and that's just like, like with my PlayStation Portal, which we may talk about uh, later on in the show. Uh, because I have some more, th I, I have an update for everybody on that. Uh, all right. Uh, Rich, what was the next issue? Yep. And real quick, before we go to the next issue, uh, someone, DayYP, asked, is the battery life that much different between the original and the older Steam Deck? So I assume they mean between the OLED and the LCD Steam Deck. And in my experience, yeah, it's, it's, it's the advertisement for like 50% difference in battery life is pretty much correct as far as my testing goes. Russ, is that something that you've been running into as well? The like the crazy, um, crazy improvement in battery life with the OLED version? Yeah, it's like no longer an issue. You know, it's got to that part, that point where it's like actually hit the threshold where I actually enjoy it. You know, where I'm not worrying about what's going on later and do I have enough battery life to play. It always just kind of fits my session, and so that's been perfect for me. It's not perfect, but uh, it's still definitely a lot better and markedly improved. Like I can, I can tell it. It's not, it's no longer a device. I feel like I have to charge every single night. I just kind of wait till it gets a little bit low and then I charge it, which is a great place to be in. Yeah, when I'm using mine, I it depends on what game I'm going to play. Like I was, I sat down to play. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, uh, Risk of Rain reunion risk of rain song i can't remember like the it's, remake it, of the original yeah yeah and then yeah. like that's not a super heavy game to play so like i looked at my battery and i was like oh i'll be fine but then i also because we had the autumn sale which we we might want to talk about any games that we bought on the autumn sale later on in the video um um I also I looked up and i i was i was gonna play final fantasy 7 remake which i could have been playing on my 
my PlayStation, but I decided to pick it up for the Steam Deck, especially because I th- I think that 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 series looks really good in OLED. Um, so so like I really like the dark and the the dark colors and the very bright uh or the the dark blacks and the very bright colors. Um, so I ended up picking that up again, and I looked at that and I was like, oh, I better charge it before I play this game. Uh, so for me, it all depends on what game you're going to be playing, but to answer uh, their question, holy cow, it's such a huge improvement. Um, Carrie, how, how much extra battery life do you feel like you, like you did actual battery tests, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, it, what were your results? Yeah. Depending on what you're going to get, you're going to get anywhere from 40 to 50% greater, uh, battery life, uh, depending on whatever the task is, right? Like whatever the game is generally speaking inside of the range of 40 to 50%. This is uh, twofold compounded with how the SOC is drawing power on top of the, uh, 25% additional capacity, battery capacity on the newer steam deck OLED. So those two together are creating the 40 to 50% battery gain that we're getting uh, compared to the old LCD model, which again, this is something that I've talked about before and I feel is worthwhile pointing out, even though a lot of people don't generally feel this way, that looking at gains from a battery life perspective isn't a generational improvement. But I think collectively, we all agree when we're using it, especially how Russ is saying he doesn't even care if he charges anymore. This mm-hmm. is entering into a realm of like traditional handhelds, like you just you're just using it and you're just kind of like, going around and uh it has this like epic battery life especially with like how standby works on it it's just you're using it how a classic handheld is being used which is unreal for a pc gaming handheld yeah right because you're, you're not constantly running into that that wall that we're always running into you said that there's you know the increase of the watt hours for the battery went from 40 to 50 watt hours and then the oled panel sips the battery uh, a lot less because there's no backlight one of the things that Valve pointed out, I, I I can't remember who was interviewing them, but they were talking about this. They said that the uh, the improved clock speed of the RAM allows the CPU to wind down faster, and that allows it to use less battery as well. And I'm curious, um, there's going to be... Later on in the show, if there's time, I want to talk about the Legion Go real quick because there's a firmware update that will allow you to change the clock speed that you're utilizing the RAM for. And I wonder if that means that that's going to get a boost in battery life too. Uh, but right now, I want to stay focused on the on the Steam Deck. Um, what were the other issues, Rich, that people were running into? A couple people have called them out already in the comments. So Mohammed Kabaj pointed out many people ordered the Steam Deck OLED LE and found dead pixels because Valve used a, he said because Valve used a very low quality screen panel from BOE. I don't know how, what the quality from BOE is versus Samsung. I do know um, that that does seem to be the common factor, right? Like the Samsung panels, which I, which a lot of people have said are kind of an offshoot of the Switch panel, uh, has seen fewer issues, um, but there are two panels being used in the OLED model, the Samsung panel and the BOE panel, and it seems like the BOE has some more issues, and the BOE appears to be more common in the LE, the limited edition Steam Deck. So oh. I actually haven't checked to see for my LE which panel I have. Um, I did check to see if I have any dead pixels, and I didn't see any with the with the test, uh, but I don't know if I have the BOE or I have the Samsung. Did Carrie, uh, uh, Russ, did either of you guys run that command that tells you if you're running uh, Sam? Uh, was it Samsung? Is the yeah. other one 
Samsung yeah, or the other one? I have yeah, Samsung or BOE. Okay. So, I don't Russ, did you run that? I didn't run it, no. What about you, Carrie? I don't want to run it. I just want to imagine <laughs> in my head that I got a good one. It's like it once I it's it's the Schrodinger's cat problem, right? It can right. be any of them as long as I don't look at it. I don't care. It's alive yep. and dead. <laughs> yeah. As soon oh, as I look man, at it, right, as soon as I push the button, it says BOE. It's like a, a dead pixel is gonna pop right in front of my view. I'm like, ah, there yep. it is. <laughs> So right now, Carrie has both. Actually, all four of us have both the Samsung panel and the BOE panel in one Steam Deck. That's that's the way that it works. Um, If you do want to run that command, I'm going to say be wary running commands if you don't know what they do. Okay, but if you want to run that command, you can obviously find out what the command is and run it. And it's going to bring up like some numbers on your screen. And those numbers are going to tell you which panel that you have. But, you know, if you if you want to just be um, blissfully ignorant about which panel you have, then that's probably the way to go. I don't know that it really matters all that much if you're looking at your panel and you're like, man, it looks pretty good. Um, yeah. Speaking of pixels, uh, a couple of us had somebody send messages and they were they sent us a message and they were like, "Hey, can you look at your your panel and see if you see um a slightly red color on the left of writing and a slightly green color on the right of writing?" And I checked mine, I did. I didn't I didn't notice it without like pulling out my phone and getting like really close to the panel and zooming in. Um but I absolutely did see that. Um, and I guess that's something that a lot of people don't like. Um, but I like I it doesn't bother me even a little. Russ, did you look at your like did you look at your your subpixels, I guess, up close to see if you're seeing that red fringes on the left and green fringes on the right? I didn't specifically test for that, but I did use my macro lens for a bunch of shots that I took in my screen comparison video. And I don't know, I showed some text there. I don't remember seeing any red green offset at all. Uh, it looked pretty good to me under the under the view. So, What about you, Rich? You're asking if I, yeah, you're asking if I tested. No, I didn't see that that issue. So like the red green, is it like a like a haze or something? Uh, it's less a haze. I'm going to try and find the picture so I can put it on screen. It's less of yeah. a haze and more like the pixel layout. So you got, you know, red, blue, green, red, blue, green, like right next to each other over and gotcha. over. And yeah. people are saying that on the left-hand side, they can they can see the red. And on the right-hand side, they can see the green. Now, I'm going to see if I can put this on my screen or not. So... Uh, while I'm doing that, Carrie, did you look at this and did you see this issue at all? No. So this is the subpixel arrangement of the panel itself. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, no, I haven't. I'm not. There's nothing that has stood out to me in any particular uh, view that I'm looking for from the Steam Deck. I've seen a bunch of people post different stuff that seem to be uh, oddities with how steam steam os itself is being displayed for brief moments there'll be a like a line that is uh, distinctly being like visible 
Um, so there's probably something that's going on there that they need to like in, for instance, the download, when you're looking at your download window and you're just seeing the graph periodically, there will be just a, a line that is going down more will actually uh, posted about this. Hmm. So for those of you who are watching right now, if you look over on the left-hand side of like this one, you can see that the left-hand side of the one has red displayed. And on the right-hand side of the one, it has green displayed. And that's the that's the thing that uh, this user had, had pointed out to me. And so, sure enough, when I looked, I was like, yep, I totally see it. To me, so, it doesn't bother me, but they were seeing it, and that's why they looked. What were you saying, Kerry? Uh, so I've been uh, following OLED. Like, I've, I've been on OLED for life boy for like since 2003 <laughs> uh, i've been like waiting for oled to like take over for 20 years now so back in 2003 is when i was really hot on oled and at the time uh the big problem with oled was the blue phosphor the blue diode itself would have a shorter half-life compared to the other diodes this could be that what we're looking at is that the red and green are going full blast and there is some some pixel sub pixel arrangement algorithm that's running that is differentiating the intensity of them to save the half-life on the blue phosphor just so that the panel degrades so that it doesn't have the same it doesn't have any type of image retention issues um to prevent image reta retention issues is most likely the case that i would say that you're seeing this fringing issue that you're seeing uh, uh from there um but that's the only thing that i would just say as a guess is that this is more than likely because we know that they're not using any uh, pentile display and it is actually full RGB, that the blue one, um, based on how it's uh, arranged and how it's being emitted, especially from the white, the white font that you showed and where mm -hmm. it was edging, I would wager that this is the case. Yeah. And I got to say, I, naked eye... I don't see it. Like somebody said, you know, don't put your nose up to the screen and you're not going to see this kind of thing. And I'm, I'm there with you. Like I didn't notice this at all until the user, until the person reached out and they said, Hey, are you seeing this? And which display do you have? So I looked and I was like, yeah, I'm seeing it. I don't really care which display I have. So I moved on. Uh, but I just wanted to want, I was just wondering if, uh, if you guys ran into that at all. We all, um, we all have jewelers yeah. loops. We're all just busting them out. Just like, <laughs> well, I mean, everybody kind of does when they got their phones. You can just put your phone up to something, and they're crazy good cameras, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other? Better. You do have a jeweler's loop? No, I just like that that idea better than using our <laughs> oh, phone. Okay. <laughs> uh, Rich, any other issues that people were talking about that you wanted to mention? Yeah, a few. But um, real quick, there were some questions. I, I'll I'll shout them out real quick so yeah ezekiel asked have any of us put windows on the steam deck oled yet uh want to know how modern warfare 3 would would run does it hit 90 hertz in multiplayer so i have it but i know that the uh windows drivers aren't ready right like audio is not ready i believe is that right carrie what wi-fi is not yeah so wi-fi audio they, yeah they, you basically need to um it's the same problem that the steam deck originally had um wi-fi yeah. worked but you had to go through away i haven't tried uh, doing it, you can get the cats on Microsoft's uh, repo themselves and like force install them. That was for Wi-Fi only. Audio didn't work at all. Um, but yeah, but I know someone that did it, and they have a Wi-Fi dongle that they're using. So they loaded the driver through the Wi-Fi dongle to get that working. Got Otherwise, it. they'd have to use like Bluetooth at that point to um, get audio working. 
so it's it's yeah. a bit of a, a mess to do that but um yeah. windows on not, steam deck isn't great not not is it would you say windows on steam deck isn't great especially because yeah, as great. i'm aware the hdrm implementation is something that uh, valve is doing explicitly through gamescope and stuff and it's uh not working on windows but i haven't looked at it yep Real quick, I want to uh, share something that uh, Shrek, it's a funny name, uh, the way he spelled it, uh, he says, or she, uh, how's the new Bluetooth chip, especially with connecting multiple controllers, uh, that's been an issue with my OG deck. I haven't tried to connect multiple controllers at the same time, but it, like, everybody else will answer that question in a second if they've been trying that. I have a question that this reminded me of. Has any of you been able to get the Steam Deck to wake from a controller because I was told that that yes. was something that would work and it's, mine won't. It's here now. It's here now. Is yes. it, maybe there was an update and I just haven't had a chance mm -hmm. this weekend? Yeah, so it was not available pre-release, um, but it works now. So I've tested it on the limited edition and my other OLED, it, it, it works on both. Still obviously would not work on the LCD model, but I tested it anyway, just hoping against hope. Um, so yeah, it's available now. If you update your Steam Deck OLED to the latest, you should it should work for you. All right, very, very cool. Cause I, I, I tried it and I was really disappointed that it didn't work, but I did not touch my Steam Deck all weekend because it was like very like heavily family focused this weekend because it's Thanksgiving yeah. here in the states, so I didn't really have a chance. All right, yeah. awesome. I haven't I haven't had a chance to test multiple controllers. I someone recommended I plug in as many not plug in but connect as many controllers as I could and see where where it starts to lag. I haven't done that test yet, but the Bluetooth is noticeably better with audio, and so I assume it's going to be better with controllers too. That's just again something I haven't sat down to test but with audio um i was playing hi-fi rush and spin rhythm xd and both of those games for me were unplayable on the steam deck lcd using bluetooth earbuds um they're still latency right it's still it's still bluetooth um but it is playable now i would say i would say audio like music games rhythm games are now playable on the steam deck oled using bluetooth all right that's awesome uh see i connected i had this control th this ridiculous speaker i hooked up this ridiculous speaker to my first to the og <laughs> steam deck right this thing is stupid looking nice. but i think well it's cool looking but man it's also stupid it sounds fantastic <laughs> i hooked it up to the steam deck because i wanted to see how bad the the delay was and on the original steam deck it was just garbage it was so far behind I tried hooking it up to the new Steam Deck, and I couldn't... Uh, this is a fault of this thing, I think, not the Steam Deck. I couldn't get it to let go of my phone. Like, it won't let go of my phone. It's just, like, I can't get it to forget that connection, and it can't connect to multiple things. So eventually, I ended up just cutting that out of my, my review because I wasn't able to test it because my stupid Bluetooth speaker wouldn't work. So I was just like, ah, I'm not going to use Bluetooth with it anyway. But it's nice to hear that it's an improvement. Um, yeah, some people Russ, said I'm capping. Go ahead. I see, I see that CT native. Some people, some people said I'm capping. It's not playable. Which you know, it it's down to your preference for sure. Capping? Yeah. <laughs> not not being honest. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, people, I am a grandfather. You can't talk like that with me. That's why this is a dad cast. <laughs> That's right. Somebody said that they were simping for the dad cast, which was really awesome. Thank Blue Broken. 
uh, thank you so or Blue Broham, thank you so much for uh, the super chat. You're awesome. Uh, all right, other issues, uh, Rich. Uh, static in the earbuds. So if you're using wired earbuds, wired connection, um, some people are reporting like a static buzzy feedback noise on the OLEDs. I don't know if this is, I can't tell if this is widespread or not. Um, I haven't had a chance to test it actually, but I have seen some forum posts about it. I've, I've worn headphones with it, you know, to test out. I've had no static issues at all. Russ, have you had any static issues with your headphones or did you not test that? I haven't used the 3.5 millimeter jack. I've used like my X-Real glasses, you know, which again is a different jack and no issues there mm-hmm. or anything. So. What about you, Carrie? Any issues? No, I go raw. I just get the, the, the straight <laughs> speakers. <laughs> we don't need that information, Carrie. <laughs> Listen, Carrie goes raw. It's all right with me. <laughs> No cap, right? Yeah. <laughs> the, the comments are great. Someone said nerds that is on fleek. Um, they call us the daddy cast. I appreciate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, is that the last of the, the issues? Um, I saw one two- about uh, the frequency of the panel and some of them being omitted. Is that the 1040 megahertz? Uh, that's the 70 hertz not being present on all OLED decks. It could really? also weaken. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah, that it's not weird. there. That's weird. You know, you know, one thing I saw on Reddit the other day, and I didn't, I haven't really talked about it just because I think it's a little bit dangerous, but they, people are overclocking these LCD panel or OLED panels to see how fast mm-hmm. of a refresh rate they can get. Some people are getting like 130 hertz. I do not recommend that for anybody, but man, 120 would have been great, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, mine goes from 72 to shutting off because I didn't do anything fast enough. It yeah. goes from 72 to 68. Yeah. You know Why what? would I, I do that? Test. Can somebody explain that to me? That. So uh, Valve, uh, the reason, so when the LCD panel that Valve picked, they chose the LCD panel uh, specifically because uh, it had a variety of factors that they wanted it to do. They had a bunch of different panels that they can buy, but they went with the one that they went because of the frequency that it could scale to. The OLED panel that they're going to is limited to the smaller amount of providers that can give it to them. Uh, As such, they vetted all the frequencies, and this is what they're comfortable giving. Speaking to the Reddit thread that Russ was talking about, I commented on it as well because uh, they were also, the person who was doing it saying that, that VRR should be possible. And as far as I'm aware, it isn't, but um, it, I mean, it, this person seems to know way more about it than I do. Uh, for me, there's uh, multiple problems with it is that it's a MIPI panel and they don't support uh, uh, VRR. Additionally, there is a converter chip in there that is into how I've always interfaced with those is they have their own tables uh, that are doing translations. So whatever's in that table is what you're limited to. So if you don't have all that in there, but more to the point, when you switch the frequency on the panel itself, you can see it blank and then switch over to it. Um, so I don't think VRR is going to be technically possible, but the person that wrote that thread seems to believe it's possible. So I hope to be very wrong here. Uh, but yeah, they're also talking about boosting the panel. And they also said when I said um, VRR won't be possible because Valve has already excluded some of these frequency uh, frequencies, right? We can't do... 70 FPS. Uh, we can't do 70 Hertz. So you can't do 35 FPS. Um, 
So knowing that, uh, he said, well, he doesn't believe that that's anything, and Valve just put it in there just because they wanted to validate a few things, but he's going to look into also opening those up as well. Uh, so that Reddit thread has a bunch of um, exciting news waiting to happen, or uh, we'll just get updates on what's actually possible. The thing to keep in mind is that the the OG Steam Deck launched with a whole bunch of features missing, and those features got updated later, like the ability to change <coughs> the refresh rate of your panel. Like, we didn't have that or originally. I believe that Kyle put out Cryo Utilities, and then after he put out Cryo Utilities, Valve updated, made an update that, I'm not going to say duplicated what he did, but like kind of mimicked one of the things that he did. I can't remember exactly what it is. And I wish Kyle were here, but he's he's busy today. Um, so if it is possible and somebody does figure out how to do it, number one, I ain't doing it. Like, I'm just going to leave it alone. I'm not experimenting on my OLED deck. I'm happy with it. I'm going to, any experiments that I do are going to be on the LCD deck. I'm not doing it. But if somebody figures it out, and then Valve, is, like, we've seen that Valve can look at what other people have done and say, you know what, let's make that change. Or maybe they think of it at the same time, and it's just, you know, two trains running along tracks parallel to each other, and somebody gets there first. Uh, but if somebody can figure out how to do it, I think Valve can figure out how to do it safely. And if that's the case, having a variable refresh rate display, that would be fantastic to hit to, to have on the Steam Deck. Yep. All right. Are we I, out of issues? Yeah, I would love. Uh, oh, I would go just ahead. Say, I'd love 120 hertz would be amazing because of BFI or black frame assertion for uh, retro gaming that like kind of mimics the CRT look. Uh, I'm actually working on a ROG Alley update video, just like a six month later video, and that's something I'll be showing off in that video. It, it's pretty neat, and I'd love to have that on the Steam Deck too. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Can you really quickly explain what black frame insertion is to the to the audience, Russ? Yeah, so it like it basically introduces a flicker, so to speak. So every other frame will be a black frame. And, you know, to the human eye, it, it makes it look more like an old school display as opposed to the straight 60 hertz that we're used to. And so as a result, when you're playing something like Super Nintendo with BFI on, it's a, an option within RetroArch. Uh, it gives you a kind of a mixed feeling. Sometimes I love it. Sometimes I don't. Uh, it really will depend on the shaders that you're using as well. Some CRT shaders will make it worse, but others will make it better. And so you can really get a very unique experience when you're at 120 hertz with certain handhelds, including the ROG Ally and the Lenovo Legion Go is something that could probably do that as well. So pretty cool. So I, I'm just curious, you know, you talk about these, um, you know, uh, the shaders and stuff. Shaders, that's the right, the the, the, the things that make it look like a CRT. Yeah, I always like leave that stuff off. I know it looks more authentic. It looks more like it did back in the day when you have that stuff turned on. I always turn it off because I would prefer that it looks better. Um, mm. Russ, are you somebody that uses those CRT shaders on the regular or do you do you mostly leave them off? It really depends. Uh, for like classic systems like NES, Super Nintendo, I don't actually use them. But for arcade, I want to go all in. So I'll do CRT and then I'll also give it like the banding, like the bulbous kind of look to it as well to make it rounded around the edges because it just feels like I'm in an arcade at that point. So I really like that feeling, but I don't like it with Nintendo or Super Nintendo. Or stuff. What about Game Boy, DMG? Yeah, so Game Boy always will do like colorization yes. and then throw on an LCD grid overlay because I, I just got to have that. Like it looks weird without it. 
Yeah, it needs that. Um, it's real crisp. Uh, really quick, two things. Uh, one thing for you, Russ. Um, I don't know. It, have, be careful when you're recording it. Uh, I also did a BFI video on the Ally a long time ago, and I wasn't anticipating people uh, having um, almost seizures from what I was doing. Uh, so oh, just be careful when you... Know. Yeah. yeah, I haven't did. started filming yet, so it's good to... Yeah, uh, I was showing it off. I was like, look, it's flickering. And people were like, oh, geez, I j you just blasted me. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> let me, uh, let me, uh, I wasn't thinking about that at all. But yeah, BFI is is really dope. Um, uh, the other thing that I want to talk about, speaking dope of. Dope means the... cool, Bill. <laughs> speaking of. The, I know uh, that one. <laughs> uh, Game Boy filter. Uh, this is something that I had uh, talked about a long time ago, and this has to do something that actually is kind of brewing in the background for GameScope itself, is that GameScope will have reshade-like filters coming down the pipeline. So having like a Game Boy filter via GameScope is something that is also uh, technically already there. So like, it, I mean, it's on GameScope side, like dev side, so you can see that there's some reshade-like stuff coming down the pipeline. So there's still more fun stuff coming for Steam Deck, Steam Deck in general. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, real quick, Jason uh, left a comment. They said, black frame insertion reduces motion blur to essentially zero. Yeah, it's it looks really nice. Man. It's so hard to describe. I need to watch more videos about it to like better articulate it. I can just look at it and be like, oh, yeah, it feels older, like it feels nicer and more real it's, than just throwing yeah. a shader on. Yeah, it, it really needs to be felt to be appreciated. It's not something, it's very hard to demonstrate uh, through video, like especially like, you know, like OLED. Like, look at this OLED panel yeah, <laughs> that I'm recording right. right now. Look, doesn't it look amazing? And um, <laughs> yeah, there's stuff that is lost through that translation layer. So um, yeah, it's, it's, so it's something. What device, you said that uh, the ROG Ally has BFI? Anything that can go 120 hertz, so even a computer yeah. monitor, because it needs to have, you know, because the games run at 60 hertz, so you need 120 to put the black frame in between each. So you yeah. just go into RetroArch and change the settings. So as right. far as as soon as, go, as, yeah, soon as that video comes out, I'm watching the hell out of it and I'm trying it so I can see what you guys are talking about. Uh, before we move on, I want to say thank you to High Tech Low Life. Uh, they just sent in a $10 super chat. They said, uh, hey, Esteem Pals came by to show some support and finally came on time. A wizard is never late, high tech. <laughs> all right, just keep that in mind. Uh, all right, uh, moving on. Uh, Rich, yeah. are we done with Still, the issues, or are we just moving on to the chats that came in for the questions? I think we should close out on the issues. Like there are okay. a lot of good questions, so I'll I'll, I'll do a quick uh, recap on the on the remainder of the issues because I don't think we need to continue too far into this. So yeah. a couple more issues. The power LED is something that's been brought up. Uh, the power LED on the limited edition and how bright that can be. Um, Valve is working on a fix for that. Some people are being booted into a recovery menu. This recovery menu is like a hidden recovery menu that's actually quite useful. It's a way to like fall back to a different um, to a different update to your previous update. But if you get booted into it and you have no way of getting out, it's really frustrating. Uh, you should be able to connect a, a wired keyboard to get past it. And then finally, if your Steam Deck is not powering external USB devices, the Deckverse posted something really helpful about that on Twitter, where you can go into the BIOS and change the setting so it can power your external USB devices like uh, external um, enclosure for your SSD or, uh, yeah, things like that. It's screens, right? Um, 
in any case, the last thing I want to say about this is that if you are having an issue, definitely contact Valve support, right? Like they are super helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely contact them, see if that they can fix what you're, what's going on with your uh, Steam Deck. And also, um, these things happen, right? Like it's a, it is a, a new device. And so we are going to see things like this for a small amount of users. Mm-hmm. Um, keep posting about it and hopefully it all gets resolved soon. Uh, Senpai Lone Star uh, said, any thoughts on Deck HD and future support, or is it dead? I mean, to me, it was always dead. I was never going to <laughs> buy a higher resolution panel to put in my Steam Deck. I don't think you need to go higher resolution than 800p on a 7-inch screen. Um, Russ, is it dead to you? Uh, you know, it's one of those where I'm the same thing where I don't have any personal interest in it. I, I'm really happy with the screen that I have now, but uh, I don't know. I, I kind of want the company to push it more, like to see what they can do next, you know? And so maybe they're going to have a Deck HD 2 or something for the OLED version. I don't know what they can improve at this point because it's pretty amazing. But uh, either way, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see what somebody else can come up with as well. I'd like them to make an OLED panel that goes up to 120 hertz. <laughs> I would nice. still wouldn't buy it and put it in my my Steam Deck, but you know, for other people, um, is there anything that you want out of the uh, from Deck HD, uh, Carrie? Uh, no, uh, I was one of the first people that was like super negative on the Deck HD. Well, at least trying to be like, I don't know, I guess not very realistic. Like super negative. Yeah, realistic is a better a better term, I think. Yeah, I tweeted about it, and I got a few people that were just like, you know. Well, they weren't fully grasping the situation because, you know, going to 1200p on the deck is kind of counterintuitive. You're paying money and doing a bunch of work to get a worse experience. Uh, It didn't make any sense to me at all. Like, it's a very, very limited use case where if you actually broke your screen, maybe you could consider buying it because then you're replacing it and you have to replace it. So why not? Um, I don't know. I never really found much value in that whole thing. At the very least, it should have been 1600p because then at least you could have just did integer scaling and did 800p and then you'd be in a better place. So 1200p was just like a weird, I don't know. It, I couldn't make sense of it, heads or tails of it. So it never made any sense to me to begin with. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Christoph Gruber uh, says, has anyone tried the JSOX vent backplate on the OLED? Does it still work with the changed fan? I don't think the, the, the whole internals are completely different. And because of that, I don't think that that vent is going to be where it needs to be. Uh, am I wrong about that? I think I saw Russ shaking his head a second ago. No, I'm just saying I haven't used it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, have either of you guys like looked into this at all? No, but uh, I did watch Taki Udon's um, glossy versus matte display video, and he covers the different back plates and the front shell as well. Um, and he didn't actually put on that back plate, the one with the with the vent there for the fan, but he said the same thing, right? Just that. Um, it's it's in a different location now, and so it doesn't really make sense for the new Steam Deck OLED. It, and plus, the thing to keep in mind is Valve designed the interior a certain way. If it needed to have an extra vent hole on the back, they would have put an extra vent hole on the back. This is how I feel with like those attachments where people are like, I'm going to hook a magnetic... Uh, a v- uh, fan up to my Steam Deck in order to make it fan more or like cool faster, and yeah. I'm like, I don't think you need to do all that. And you're just making your stuff heavier for no reason. 
You got you got hour. thoughts about that, Rich? I was going to say, didn't they also? I, I feel like I remember from the um, Gamers Nexus video. Didn't they also change the direction of the fan? The uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they turn yeah. it upside down so it spins the opposite direction. Yeah. Oh, that could cause problems. Right. So, yeah, it doesn't seem like it. It, it doesn't seem like a good call to use that. I would say. <laughs> I I agree with that. I I agree with me. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. We already got that one. Uh, let's see. Etched glass versus glossy. Uh, Mark uh, says it isn't really that distinct unless you're playing outside. Why are you playing outside, Russ? Come back inside, you little goober. <laughs> I like how he called you a little goober. <laughs> Mark's been leaving a bunch of comments, so I'm going to answer a couple of them. So when he's asked about multiplayer emulation, so multiple controllers NFL and stuff. Blitz. I, yeah, so I'm going to do that later. I haven't, I'm going to do an emulation on deck video. I'm kind of getting it all worked out. I spent all day yesterday ripping a bunch of PS3 games and getting them working on it. And my gosh, that is such a pain in the butt to do. Anyway, I've got them all running now, so I'll, I'll throw that in there. Uh, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll check out NFL Blitz. I don't know if the arcade version will work. That's got a lot of emulation issues. I think MAME 2010 is probably the best for it. I'll try out a couple. I'll see what I can do. But obviously, like the GameCube, Nintendo 64 versions, those will work fine. Fair nice. enough. Good to know. Um, but, you know, I saw I I saw people talking about people are always holding up their their Steam Deck in these videos. And I'm I'm guilty of this, too. Pointing it at lights and being like, well, where the heck is the light? There we go. Pointing it at the light and saying, oh, look, see how well it diffuses the light. But the thing that we're always that we really got to think about is the the reflection of what yeah. you're what you're seeing. All right. That reflection on the screen. Boy, this is kind of dusty looking. I'm a little embarrassed. <laughs> I haven't I haven't touched it all weekend. All right, that reflection of what you're seeing. Like dust. It's just lights when you when you when you're just blasting lights on it. You don't see it uh, like it, when you're just normally you wouldn't see any of that dust, but only when you just like have a, all of our lights that we have. You right. just, yeah. Oh, no, that's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, we're going to be biased towards the Annie glare for that alone. Right. We're in studio setting, so we've got bright lights. It, it, yeah, it's just easier to go any glare for me. I don't know. I'm, I'm keeping my glare one. I'm getting rid of the you are. one. I yeah. was waiting to find out what your decision was. That's awesome. I made the decision. Yeah. So, so to I'm talk gonna... about that decision, Russ. Is it because you're outside or is it for other reasons? I well, ne I never go outside of my Steam Deck. So uh, <laughs> it is because, you know, I mostly play in the evening time and, uh, you know, when I'm actually enjoying it, not in a studio setting. And in that use case, I can see a big difference in the sharpness of the text as well as like the lines and the graphics with the glossy one. So the 512 gigabyte version that I bought. And so I like that better. So I already bought a two terabyte hard drive. I'm going to put that in the 512 gigabyte one, and that's going to be my main Steam Deck. I'll just auction off the other ones for charity. And so that's that's the plan going into it, even though for studio settings, like because I have my overhead lights, it's better to have the etched glass one just because I don't have as much glare and I don't have to deal with reflections as much. But uh, I'm just going to have to work around that because I would rather use the glossy one in my own personal use. Yeah, I think I mean, as far as like for for nerds like us who are dealing with studio lights and stuff, we just move our studio lights around when we're recording stuff. That's what I do anyway, uh, in order to avoid glare. Um, but I do appreciate the fact that reflections, not necessarily like the big lights or whatever, but, you know, reflections are reduced on the um, on the the matte screen and over the glossy screen that being said 
I don't have the glossy screen. Like, I didn't go out and buy the glossy screen. Russ took one for the team, and, and he's happy about it. Um, I didn't go out and buy that glossy screen, so I can't really make a comparison. Um, Carrie, you and Rich, both you guys both got the limited edition one, not the glossy screen, so you guys can't really talk to it either, can you? Nope. Oh, okay, yeah, that's the LE one, and then Carrie said no. Okay, so yeah. uh, there it is. Um, Cloudbusters wants to know, 120 hertz in docked mode. I don't have a screen... It, that goes up to 120 hertz. Yeah, it does. Um, Even the LCD will do that. Yep. Yeah. Right. Okay. So if you are hooking this up to a 120 hertz display, uh, then the Steam Deck, depending on what game you're playing, obviously, has the ability to push it to 120 hertz. I can't imagine you'd be playing many games at that, like especially on a, a display. Like it's gonna look, it's gonna look ugly. You know, because it's not like it's going to be pushing 4K or whatever. It's going to look, right. it's going to be like an 800 or 1080p at best, right? Yeah, but you could do, you know, Hades, Cult of the Lamb. You could do those yeah. at 120 yeah. hertz. So, yeah. Spelunky 2 at 120 hertz is, yeah. is amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, we already hit the dead pixels issue. And I have a um, yeah, go ahead. So Jared asked, uh, this may have already been covered, but is burn-in a legit concern or totally overblown? So for that, I know, Carrie, you're sacrificing your, your Steam Deck. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, the one yeah. that Valve gave me. Uh, it's going to, I think I'm going to put it like right here or something. I'll just like have like it powered in the background. Um, yeah. I'm talking with um, uh, some, I'm talking with, he works for Valve. Uh, there's like an app that I hope to get that should allow me to set HDR in varying levels. Uh, so I should be able to do like HDR 1000, 800, 500 or whatever. And we can kind of like Ooh. step it down so that when we look at this and it'll be a still image, hopefully over time, what we can see is how bad any one of these actually affect the panel because most likely what we're looking at is something, especially with the Samsung panel is that, uh, we know that from Bob Wolf uh, on Wolfden, who has like murdered his swollen, <laughs> uh, but it took forever, right? It took so long for a static 20, image. Hours. Yeah, yeah, like a ridiculous amount of time. But that isn't an HDR capable display. Um, so with the ability to actually push something to HDR, HDR like luminosity to specific parts, and if we can qualify that, I think that's going to be an interesting use case. And I think. Uh, myself and Bob Wolf are going to do it again, and he might do his uh, same test, in which case it might be an SDR test, and I'm looking to the to the HDR test. So between the both of us, we should cover both of them uh, as well as possible, and I'll be doing, you know, monthly updates or whatever, but I hope to just have it like right here, right over there, so that every video I do, everyone can kind of see what's going on. So if you want to know what's happening, you need to watch every fox video <laughs> yeah like, everyone you don't have a bust choice out your you jewelers loop. yeah just bust out that jeweler's loop that you got and just look at my video <laughs> fox is gonna in. be we we all have paused ourselves at certain points and you look like a moron every time that you're paused and everybody does doesn't matter and somebody's gonna have you paused and they're gonna be zoomed <laughs> yeah. in on your screen i wonder how that how that screen is doing waiting for you to put out your next video uh, Rich, what was the other comments that you wanted to add in there? 
Um, so also Jared in that same one, he asked, um, could letterboxing on 16 by nine games cause any issues? Uh, wouldn't burn in, wouldn't be burning since those pixels are off. I, I just wanted to highlight from that post that um, a lot of people kind of forget that in 3.5 and SteamOS 3.5, you can actually stretch the screen. And I know for some people it's blasphemy, but for some people, for the people that for whom it's not blasphemy, it's actually pretty useful, right? To stretch out the, the picture so that you fill up the 16 by 10. Um, it's not a huge stretch, so it's not too distorted. So just, just something to keep in mind that you have that option now in the latest SteamOS. Awesome. Uh, any other comments that you want to add? You mean me? No. Some more. Yeah, I meant okay. you. Okay. So sorry. Just another one from Jason. Jason, or yeah, Jason asked any of you retro gamers. I can't wait for the retro tink 4K. So I'm not getting that. I'm curious to see if you guys are. I want to hear more. I want it. I don't. I want it so bad. Yeah. No. I <laughs> I want it so bad. And then that $750 price tag, like. Right now, my credit card bill is astronomical. Like, not <laughs> just outside of like what I've been like the Lenovo Legion Go, the Steam Deck LE, and all the Christmas presents. And like, I bought an iPhone 15. I shouldn't say that. Uh, the there's other like <laughs> there's stuff that I bought as gifts, right? And um, they're just piling up. So it's like super, super. Like, I look at my credit card bill, and it's just uh, the 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 retro thing. I can't I can't rationalize at the moment, but I desperately want it. Russ, it has your name in it. <laughs> so expensive. Yeah, I'm, I'm torn. You know, when it comes to my original consoles, a lot of these are not in great shape. So I need to, like, do all sorts of work on them, and I haven't yet. And so uh, I don't think it would be worth it to put a retro take up to these things because half the time they don't even play my cartridges. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm torn on the whole idea. I'm going to be a wait and see kind of guy and see what kind of options come out with it. Cause I've got a Mr. Unbox still, I need to open it up and actually play around with it. I've got the analog pocket dock still in its box that I need to un unwrap and everything else. So I have ways to connect it to a TV. It's not going to do all the wonderful retro tank upscaling things. Uh, but all the same, uh, yeah, I don't know. I got, I got a lot of, I, I worry if I buy it, it's just going to sit in a box for a couple of years while I get to it along with all the other things. So. All right. Um, speaking of retro, just real quick before we move on from this, I don't know if we'll have time to really talk about it. This is my, I'm going to have a video coming out this week or next week about this thing. I got the Atari 2600 Plus. It is an Atari 2600 with an HDMI port on the back, mm. powered by USB-C. And the coolest thing about this thing is it plays Atari 2600 cartridges. Now, I am the I think I'm the only person in the world that cares about this thing because this was my first console was my Atari 2600 and I went to the I went to the local game shop got in the car went down there went fishing for some some 2600 games and this thing is way cooler than it has any right to be because the 2600 was a bad system Carrie's got got one too I got my, the the big one the the old one is sit there back behind me. Carrie, are you a fan of the twenty six hundred? Are you going to get the plus? No, I'm not going to get the plus. Uh, it's too have, expensive. Yeah, I. Well, if you take a look at at mine, hopefully you can see like my autofocus works. Here, let me let me zoom uh, in on you. Uh, what you can okay. see right there is I have uh the uh, retrotastic not HDMI version, and it's a uh, channel <laughs> three version. You just nice. you put your TV to channel three, and then that works. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I got. And that reminds me of, you know, you mentioned the, the letterboxing. 
this this one has a button on the back. This is so weird. It has a button on the back to switch between 16 by 9. Where is it? To switch be, switch between 16 by 9 and 4 by 3. That's cool. Yeah. So you just, it and it's a physical button that you flip back and <laughs> forth. It's just so cool. Um, I want Nintendo to put out stuff like this. I want Sega to put out a Sega Genesis with HDMI out. Uh, a Nintendo Entertainment System or a Super Nintendo with HDMI out. And I would probably buy it. And I would probably not use it all that much. But it would be cool to have. Using real cartridges. Yeah, yeah, it uses yeah. actual cartridges. Some of those, like, this one plays 2600 and 7800. <laughs> and like I put the cartridges in, and sometimes they would read and sometimes they wouldn't. And I'd have to take them out and reseed them again. It was, it brought me right back to when I was a kid. What were you yeah. saying, Carrie? Uh, no, I was saying, like, you were saying this stuff. You're like, Nintendo should re- recreate their old Nintendo or Super Nintendo that has HDMI on. I'm like, they did. <laughs> <laughs> but then I was like, "Oh wait, wait, wait! You you want something that has cartridges? I I, I yes. see. There's the qualifier. I, that's why I, I asked what I asked because I was like, no, they they did that. I have it above me right they, now. <laughs> they sold the Raspberry Pi with HDMI out. Yeah, it's like in <laughs> ROMs. Like, yeah, it's 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 right what here. The, okay, <laughs> I got a question about <laughs> like we're sitting here Where do you pull and Carrie's just like I'm gonna reach up and grab stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I it's, it's a I should do a studio tour just so you guys can see all the the stuff I got. It's a bunch of stuff. That okay, audio listeners, it, Carrie's. I'm sorry for the audio listeners that didn't get to experience Carrie's little magic trick that he just pulled. But go to the YouTube channel, uh, nerdnest.tv, and watch. And at the you know at the 53 minute mark, he reaches up and just a, a video game system. The exact one that we're talking about appears out of nowhere. <laughs> I, I, I'm imagining that there's a person up there just waiting for him to say something, and then they hand it down to him. It's just kids. Yeah, they're up in the loft. They're just like, <laughs> you kids want those Christmas presents? Well, you got to help Dad during the show today. <laughs> That's right. All right. Any other uh, comments that you wanted to uh, wanted me to throw up on screen while we talk about there, Rich? There's a ton. Do we? I, I don't know how much we want to go on the questions or go on to the next topic. It's up to you. Uh, well, well, I love the questions, and if you know, if people are asking the questions, then we can absolutely answer them. Just you know, if if they're repeat of like if they're right. rep- repetitious, let's we, we can skip them. We can do a lightning All round right. or something. Yeah, lightning round, real fast. All right. What's the best dock for this new model of Steam Deck? Valve dock official. Probably. I yeah, I, I only use the official yeah. one. Yeah, the official one also um, comes with a, a power charger, so that that's like it, it's more expensive, but it's worth it, I think. Yeah, and it's it, it's got a price uh, decrease, so it's twenty dollars cheaper now, I think. Uh, Deku just asked, "Does Windows run better?" We talked about that earlier. The answer is no. Um, is there has anyone encountered audio issue where after waking uh, the Waking it, the audio is super low, even when cranked to the max. So I haven't, they, they, this is JSRPV, and they asked this for the OLED specifically. I haven't encountered this for the OLED specifically, but I've always had like uh, intermittent weird audio issues with the Steam Deck. So like every once in a while, every like 50th resume or 100th resume, it'll I'll just have weird audio and I'll have to restart and it'll be back to normal. So yeah, I've had that. I kind of ran into a similar 
issue where it wasn't that on resume, but like I was playing a game and I was like, did it just get quieter? And then I turned it like I turned it back up and like the little UI indicator didn't pop up on screen that was showing that it was turning down. But for some reason, I felt like it had gotten quieter. And so then I turned it back up while I was playing. Uh, Carrie, did you just say, yeah, like, have you run into that? No, I haven't. I've been playing on it a bunch. Uh, I've been playing uh, Baldur's Gate 3 because I'm like, I'm going to play this game. This is a game that I'm, I love. I played on the early access and I know the new one came out. So I've just been playing through it. I haven't experienced anything, but I have been using standby all the live long day over the weekend. Uh, haven't had any issue. All right. Cool. Uh, anything else that you want to hit before we move on to the next thing, Rich? Maybe the last big one is how long is it going to be available? This is from Turco Perco. I assume that is in, in reference to the limited edition. And we don't know. They said it's going to be limited inventory, but also that if it's a success, that we'll see more colorways. So it's yeah. unclear how long that'll last. It is still on sale now, which I didn't expect. So so I think because if you go to their website, it says Steam Deck OLED 2023 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think when they say limited edition, because you can still buy it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think limited edition means at the end of 2023, they stop selling this, and then they have the limited edition 2024 and the limited edition 2025. That's only available. This is the kind of thing Nintendo is so good at. They just keep getting people to buy Switches over and over and over again, and that's what Valve is doing here, I think. Uh, I don't know that for a fact it just makes sense to me um you guys you know carrie rich you guys bought the the oled uh 2023 uh limited edition if there's a new one (laughs) next year i'm gonna qualify this it's not purple carrie yeah if there's a new one next year that's not purple will you buy it I mean, when you were saying this, I literally felt my wallet like trying to escape out of my, you know, like, it was like, get out of this pocket. He's going to use this again. Quickly run away. Uh, what about you, Rich? I've never been this, like, a collector person. So I don't think so. In fact, I'm trying to figure out which do I need. I have four Steam decks. That's way too many. I don't want them. I don't need that many. So I'm trying to figure out how do I consolidate meaning. Do I pick one Steam Deck to stick with or two and then which one? So like my base thought right now is that I'm going to have one OLED and one LCD if I need to test anything for the channel. Um, But maybe testing on the LCD isn't even that important for the channel because a lot of other people are going to be testing that as well. So do I need to hold on to an LCD for that reason? I don't know yet. So I'm thinking about all of that. Um, The limited edition looks beautiful. I don't. Uh, I think I want to stick with the base one. I'm still trying to figure that out, but I think I'm just going to stick with the OG uh, because it's more adaptable to different, like if I'm going to do thumbnails, things like that, I can adapt it to anything. Whereas the LE is like a specific look. It's translucent translucent black and orange. So just more practical, I think, is for me to stick mm-hmm. to the OG. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think I'm going to pick up anymore, even if it's mm-hmm. Atomic Purple. I hope that Valve in the future does like, um, not repair kits, but just replacement kits, right? You can buy the case, you can buy the analog stick if you if you want to do it. Um, I know not everybody wants to do that, but that'd be nice. Oh, you mean like uh, like on iFixit, have the orange controller sticks if you want? Yes, exactly. Okay, that would One be... Thing I, 
really yeah, cool. One thing, Go ahead. One, one thing I said in my review is I hope they do what uh, Xbox does with their design lab for the Xbox controllers, where you can design colorways however you want. So then this way they don't have to worry about, you know, whatever any thing they can do just make your own gundam model steam deck or whatever <laughs> i i would love that i think that it's more profitable to keep putting out new ones right. because there's going to be a certain subset of the user base that just buys all of them yeah i'm not totally. one of those people but they will oh yeah like dude if they made like a portal limited edition one that was it's like ah you just had to take money from me <laughs> see i am Absolutely. the total opposite i like they can't do anything that's just like some sort of hardware chain that is going to inspire me to buy it because i'm i'm just fine with like just putting a skin on it like look i got a red it's steam me. deck now you know what i mean like it's great you know and then i can change yeah. this out and they're like 10 bucks each and so I, i've just been doing that i went on dbrand and i bought like 10 different skins all at once and then so everyone's like you know every few months i'm like ah time for a change and i'll just change out the skin and it's like a whole new steam deck that's just fine for me. I'm not. I'm not all about like making hardware changes. Oh yeah, I got the X-ray one. That looks good. The X-ray skin. That does look really nice. And and uh, for a limited time, this is not an ad, but <laughs> for a limited time, uh, they're selling it uh, where you it's twenty nine ninety five, and you get both the dark mode and the light mode. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's cool. very cool. I didn't know about that. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to buy it. I like I like that it's just black and the OLED is just black so that like when it's off the screen just vanishes. When the pixels are off, it just vanishes. And that's that's like one of the things that I was thinking about when I decided not to get the limited edition one was like I like that it's yeah. black on black. I think it just looks really really good. Um we had a super chat come in from Hardy. They said, my question is, what does everyone have on their Steam Deck desktops and how would you improve Linux desktop experience on deck if you could? I don't use Linux desktop at all, ever. Um, I go in there to install MUDeck and then I leave and never go back. Um, <laughs> Russ, anything that, like, do you use it at all? I just have Emudeck on the on the front of it, and yeah, I just go in, you know, every few days and just update all my emulators and stuff before I'm going to start a gaming session. I there was a time when I had a shortcut link to like my save files, uh, specifically specifically for Tears of the Kingdom because I was having an issue with Yuzu at the time where every once in a while it would just lose my save game, and so I was backing it up every day onto Google Drive. Now they've got cloud uh, saves available if you're a patron member on uh, Emudeck, so it actually fixes that for you. Uh, but other than that, yeah, I just just go in there, make my updates, and get the heck out of Dodge. And so that's it. Uh, Carrie, I know you're not a Linux guy, so probably you don't really use it all that much, right? Uh, I am a Linux guy, but um, I don't <laughs> I, I don't use Linux desktop. I use uh, server Linux uh, right. more than anything. But to your point, uh, I would probably use Linux desktop more. Uh, there is an update that I'm aware of that's coming that will... Um, effectively put desktop inside of Gamescope. So there isn't like a full-on kachunk to go into desktop mode. You literally just whoop, flip right into desktop mode. Oh. So it's uh, uh, seamless. Uh, once they do that, at that point, I think I'm going to start using desktop mode more because then flipping between your game and desktop mode should be like a computer uh, is. And that's going to be, I think, a, a big step. There's a Decky plugin that already does this as well. Yeah. Uh, and it's dope. Uh, so... 
once it's officially there, I think I'll start using it uh, a bit more. Um, but uh, until then, yeah, I'm, I'm like you guys. I just I use it as a console. Like the Steam Deck, I use as a console. It operates as a console for me. So up until then, where it's seamless to switch, I, I don't use it all that much. All right. And then uh, we got one uh, super chat that came in from Matthew Langley. Thank you guys for the super chats. You guys are awesome. Uh, they said, is the OLED upgrade worth it if you mostly play Super Nintendo and Genesis era emulation? I mean, if I were just going to play Super Nintendo and Genesis era emulation, I would just buy, I wouldn't even buy a Steam Deck for that. I would buy uh, the, what's the thing that I bought, Russ? Mio Mini. You bought the Mio Plus. Mini. Yeah, the Miu Mini Plus, the Miu Mini Plus. The thing is fantastic, and I love it for that, and it's really tiny and can fit in your pocket. Yeah, I will say that for me, you know, I'm a big retro guy. Like, half my day is filled with playing retro games. Um, I don't play anything below GameCube and PS2 on my Steam Deck. Like, I just use other devices for it just because it's a little bit more fitting. I don't know. It's just something about the roundedness of the back grips and then playing a Nintendo <laughs> or Super Nintendo game on it just feels like I'm squeezing, you know, a square peg into a round hole kind of thing. And so I personally don't, I don't know. I mean, if you really enjoy it, you have the LCD panel and you love playing Super Nintendo Genesis on it, it's going to look better. You know, you have the OLED mm -hmm. uh, display, um, but I don't know. I don't think that's worth 550 bucks plus to, to get that experience. Yeah. Plus, I mean, the the one advantage that you have when you're playing on a Steam Deck instead of like the Miu Mini Plus, which I'll put a link down below if you guys want to check it out. Um, the screen is just so much bigger. So like right. that, that is a huge advantage when you're playing like these old games is like uh, the screen is a bigger screen, but it's just not nearly as portable. So there's that. All right. Um, I was about to move on and then Mark just sent in another super chat. Um, and that says, I'm trying to move something out of the way. Uh, you guys finally able to tell these good people a great on deck picks for the steam sale, or are we going to keep spinning our wheels? All right, well, let's go ahead and <laughs> don't talk forget about the, that. Don't forget the go daddies go. Go daddies. <laughs> Where the oh, daddies? I didn't even see. Oh, there it is. I did not even <laughs> see that. <laughs> go daddies go. I don't know what that means. Is that another thing that I don't know? Is that like the cap? No, no he's just, yeah, he's just because just we're old. Yeah. Okay. I get yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Rich, did you spend right. any money at the, at the sale? Not yet. I will do a last minute purchase today. Uh, but I, my latest video does give 10 recommendations. Um, basically I'll, I'll rapid fire a couple of real quick here Tales principle one is only three dollars if you like first person puzzlers or puzzlers go get Tales principle like it's one of the best games ever um if you like puzzlers um uh, pizza tower is one of the best games of the year it's a 2d platformer everybody's into pizza tower if you're not into pizza tower you're not my friend i'm sorry i'm not into <laughs> pizza tower i haven't played it yet so that's the only reason <laughs> yeah, then you're not my friend it's i'm looking it up right now yeah, it's 25% off, which isn't a big discount. Um, but again, uh, it's also historical low. It's just that it just came out this year. Um, so do do look into that. If you don't pick it up, just put it in on your wish list for next time. Uh, one more. I'll give you one more. Let's see. Um, Nia, no, Hunt Down. I'm going to go Hunt Down. 2D action platformer, kind of like Mega Man meets Bloodborne. Not Bloodborne, um, Blackthorn, excuse me. So, yeah. That's a good one. I love that one. Awesome. 
Um, I picked up, there's a bundle that has Risk of Rain. I don't know if the first one's in it, but it has Risk of Rain 2, Risk of Rain 2 DLC, and uh, Risk of Rain Redone or something like that. It's basically it's the first game made over again. Uh, and I picked that up because my son came upstairs and he said, hey, dad, here's some money. I want to make a, I want to buy these games on Steam. And then he went downstairs and was playing them. And then he texted me and he was like, you should buy these so we can play together. And I was like, all right, fine. Twist my arm. Uh, so I ended up picking that up so that we could play. And then he, he came up. He was playing on his uh, uh, Legion Go, and I was playing on my Steam Deck over there. And we were just sitting there and like, we can't find the portal. Where's the portal? And we're looking everywhere for the portal, and we couldn't find it. We ended up getting killed. Um, but that game is really, really good. And I think you get all like you get all that for 30 $33, which is a really, really good deal. Russ, did you pick up anything that was on sale? I did. I already had a couple of the games you guys already talked about, uh, but I do recommend them as well. I picked up uh, Dave the Diver because I've heard so many things about it. Uh, I ended up only playing about the first 20 minutes of it, and I don't really like it. It's it's at the point where it's like... Uh, like resource management, you know, like having to work at a restaurant. Like I don't want to pay money to play a game where I'm working. It's just like the way I play games, you know? And so it's not a great fit. I got to probably give it more time, but I wasn't digging it initially. But one game I did test out and try is called Zeno Tilt. And so this is a pinball game. So kind of like the old school ones. And it is is great. It's 13. I bought it for $13 the other day. And it's really fun. Only thing about it is that it's so fast and hectic. And the ball is a little bit small that I lose it sometimes. Like mm -hmm. when I'm watching, I can't catch up. And so that's the only thing that's kind of um, been a little bit of a miss for me. But 90 hertz on the OLED deck has been pretty amazing. And so that's the big game I picked up. I also got like the latest Destiny DLC. Um, but I haven't tried that one out yet. So. Yeah. So I haven't played Xeno Tilt, but I played the first game that they that that dev put out, Demons Tilt, and it's yeah. it, you know it's it's just a different themed game basically. And oh my god, does that game look gorgeous on the OLED display? Because there's a lot of like really really dark stuff in that with like right next to super bright colors, and that just makes everything pop on that game. So uh, that's a really good recommendation, Russ, and I that. I'm probably going to have to pick up Xeno Tilt today because that dev does some really good stuff, and there's just just not enough awesome pinball games out there. Carrie, did you did your credit card wallet jump out of your pocket during the autumn Steam sale, or did you hold fast? Uh, I did buy a few things, but uh, because I have uh, too many games, uh, there's a uh, what I do is I use a site called GG.Deals, and you can uh, log in with your Steam profile and hide all the games that you already purchased uh, and then sort by historical lows. So it'll only show you the apps, like the lowest, this price, the lowest, the price for that game has ever been. Uh, and then you can sort and do a whole bunch of other things. So I did pick up uh, a few different ones. I did actually pick up Baldur's Gate 3 because I had the GOG version, uh, but I didn't want to install and do all the nonsense in the background. Uh, so I just bought it again uh, for on, on Steam. So now I'm just playing directly on there, and it's just been uh, way better, especially for save management and stuff. That alone was was worth it. Um, but uh, the other game that I picked up was Cleo, uh, A Pirate's Tale. That's like $1.50, um, and it's like a, a cute little point-and-click adventure game, but it's um, the cheapest it's ever been. Uh, it's a tiny little game, runs perfectly fine forever on the Steam Deck. 
Uh, so those are like the types of things that I would suggest is if you're looking for something where you're not going to feel like, oh, I shouldn't have bought that game because, you know, you find out in a month or so it's it got a bigger discount or whatever. If you sort by historical lows, you won't ever feel that. But then this is a very specific problem, right? Like I have way too many games. So that's that's an issue I have to deal with. You have like over 10,000, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, up, God, I'm up there. <laughs> he's sitting there. He's like that meme. Y'all get any more of them games? Yeah. <laughs> start I'm pulling all... them down from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> they're I'm, digital. I'm all... This is the only thing saving us is that they're digital, so he can't do that. It'll be like yeah. Steam cards, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I'm, at, I'm almost at 11,000 now. I'm at 10,948. Oh my wow. god. That's cr- Wait, listen, man. You got to buy you got to hit to you got to you got to get to that nice round number. Honestly, I slowed down a lot after I got over 9,000 because once I was like in 7,000, 8,000, I was like, well, at this point I just have to do it for the memes. So, uh, I just wanted <laughs> over to have 9,000. <laughs> yeah, just so that when just so that people when they look at my profile, they could always just go, it's over 9,000. Um <laughs> Uh, the only problem with that is that uh, once Valve delists games, it removes the number on the public number. So if you look at my public number, it's like 9,400 games that I own. So there's like a thousand or so games that I own that have been delisted uh, that you can no longer buy on Steam, but they're still in my library, obviously. All right. Well, let's move on to the next topic. And I think we're going to have to do this one pretty quick because it's already been over an hour for the show. Um, I want to hit Legion Go update really quick because they have in the new firmware update that's coming, they've added an option to switch memory frequency from 6,400 megahertz up to 7,500 megahertz. I am not like that. This, this stuff is not my wheelhouse, but valve said that faster memory allows their CPU to go to sleep faster, saving them battery on the steam deck. A layperson like myself looking at this might think, okay, increasing the memory frequency up to 7,500 megahertz, would that make the battery life better on the Legion Go? Um, Gary? So a few things. Um, My Legion Go is already at running at 7,500 megatransfers. Um, uh, uh, Is the update to downclock to 6,400 megahertz transfers or... It says it's an option to switch between the two. So maybe it's the option to toggle, basically. Yeah, the oh. option to go down. The option to go down to 6,400 megatransfers, yeah. Do you, do Why you, would you by do chance, have, have the beta also? So like, do you have 6 gigabyte VRAM option or or no? Uh, I did download the beta BIOS, but I did not install it on my uh, Legion Go yeah. just because there's a bunch of stuff. And even like I have to like rush to get a video out for tomorrow that's not Legion Go. So yeah. there's like a, a bunch of stuff that I'm just trying to like get across the finish line. Um, I haven't been looking at the Legion Go a lot lately. Um, but the only reason that they would implement going to 6400 mega transfers is for uh, certain stability reasons. And that has to do with uh, typically with AMD's 7840U or even the Z1E, where on the Zen 4 CPUs going over 4.3 gigahertz on using 7500 mega transfers can introduce a weird instability. Uh, so going down to 6,400 megatransfers will allow you to upclock on frequency, um, but that's not super valuable on a gaming handheld. So I'm not sure why they would have it unless people are just having problems in general and they're just including it for stability reasons. Okay. 
they did also say that they're they're looking to add uh, fan tuning. Uh, so basically, custom fan curves, which I think a lot of people have been asking for. Uh, I personally don't really care about Legion Space, but if they update it to make it, maybe I will care about it eventually. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll see. Right. <laughs> we'll see, he says. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, do we want to hit anything else before we get out of here, guys? Look at the show notes. See if there's anything in there that you guys want to talk about before we wrap up. All right. It looks like that's a no. Uh, so real quick, I want to say uh, for the Patreon uh, listeners, uh, we usually have like pre-show stuff, but we didn't have time today to do any pre-show stuff. So this is the like you're going to get the whole show and there's not going to be any extra after that. I apologize for that. We'll get you next time. Um if you are interested in joining our Patreon, you can find that at the link in the description. Uh, we'll take you there. And uh, uh, Rich, tell us about your next video. Ooh, so my next video, I'm finally getting to the PS Portal review. That should be almost set to go, uh, hopefully tomorrow. So yeah, that should be out tomorrow. And I just dropped the news video that talked about Wake on Bluetooth and other things, uh, including some of these warnings that we talked about today. So that's out now. Awesome. Um, real quick, my PS Portal, uh, I decided to just return it. They wanted to charge me money to send it to for repair after they sent it to me broken. So after being on the phone with people for like three hours or something, finally I said, you know what, screw you people. I'm just sending it back. And I'm still waiting to get my money back, but it's been returned and accepted. And now I'm just, uh, I'm waiting. So I just wanted to give people an update on that because I said that it, I said that I would. Uh, Russ, what's your next video, man? Uh, so I'm doing a six-month-later video on the ROG Ally. There's a lot to cover, surprisingly. Uh, the, the the company actually reached out to me and sent me a beta of their new, um, uh, I was about to say IS Space, but their Armory Create software. <laughs> and uh, they, I'm not allowed to show it. They said, oh, you can't show it until the 29th. But we just got an email during the show, and they said, uh, it's actually working wow. really well. You can start showing it tomorrow. I'm like, well, I'm not going to have the video already by tomorrow. So. I'll have a video on the 29th with a new beta uh, software, which allows for gyro support and a couple other things. So uh, I am looking forward to that. And I'll show off a couple emulation things. And just like my general use case over the past six months with the ROG Ally, which still remains my favorite Windows handheld. So Awesome. Carrie, nice. is the ROG Ally your favorite Windows handheld? No. Uh, yes. Um, I, I would say it is. Um, I, well, it's the one that I would recommend most people get if they were going to enter into a windows gaming handle like i use my winmax 2 all live long day but that's, that's not what i thought he was going to say okay yeah that's the one i use that's not the one i would generally recommend um it's just going to have a much easier time on the asus rgli um yeah so uh, that's generally what i what i recommend for a host of reasons uh which i am going to be talking about in my next video as well because Russ and I both got that beta. Um, so I will also be talking about gyro goodness officially supported. Uh, and I'll be able to show it to you. And yeah, I got the email as well. And it's like, yeah, you can do it the 28th. And I was like, that's a day earlier than you said so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to um, get that done and uh, make that video as well. So Russ and I will basically have uh, similar videos, but different takes. I'm sure. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So if you are listening to this on your favorite podcast player, 
make sure that you go in there and rate it five stars or whatever is the best because that helps out. And uh, then head on over to the YouTube channels and subscribe to all of them, uh, youtube.com slash nerdnest, uh, retro game core, uh, fan the deck, the Fox, P-H-A-W-X. Make sure that you subscribe to all of those guys. And make sure you check out Kyle's channel too. He's not here with us today, but he's part of the podcast. It's Cryobite33. And uh, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel and you really want to help us out, subscribe to the podcast as well. It'll download to your device. You can listen to us while you're doing the dishes or whatever. And uh, it would just be awesome if we could have, if, if everybody who watches the show also subscribed to the podcast, it would be bananas. Uh, but that's it for today's episode of the Nerd Nest Podcast. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, and we will all see you next time. Until then, stay rad, everybody. Bye-bye.